the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. going on everybody it's another Alcatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer a little driven to tears by the police i was having a discussion i shouldn't say a discussion my my son who had no idea uh revealed to his uh father and mother uh, last weekend um that he's a big fan of the police no idea um really like you know it started you know naming songs and this and that my son, though, is not a fan of going to see shows live for some reason. I, I don't know where I failed as a parent at that, in that juncture there. Um, I took him to see Foreigner and Whitesnake. Whitesnake was garbage, by the way, but I took him to see, it, we took him to see Foreigner and Whitesnake. I mean, uh, granted, the weather conditions weren't the best. It was hot and humid, um, but uh, he did not care for the whole live concert experience at all. I think maybe it was too loud and, you know, my whole adage, if it's too loud, you're too old, but, um, you know, for my son, not a fan. So, I don't know. I'm hoping one day I can, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm hoping that one day I can get him to go uh, to a live show, to some concert that he really would like to see. But listen, we've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, we are in the swing of things. 2023 is uh, often, uh, you know, with a with a bang uh, for some people, for some not so much. Um, but we've got a great show for you tonight, and it is... Uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't like to do this, but there will be a best of coming up in a couple of weeks. I'll be on vacation. Uh, I don't plan on having a new interview prepared. I don't feel like trying to cram in a couple of days worth of work, um, you know, in a short period of time. So it will be a best of. I'm not really sure what we're going to do if we're just going to re-air uh, a show from this year. or We're just going to, you know, obviously there's only two shows to pick from, three shows really. Um, not sure yet, but it is definitely going to be a best of. But coming up in 20 minutes. Steve Gonzalez, the senior manager for Brewing and Innovation and Small Batch Brewing over at Stone Brewing, is going to join me. Lots of good stuff to talk to Steve about, including their new Small Batch series uh, and how they came up with it and the process behind the names and the beers, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We've got a lot of that coming up uh, in under 20 minutes from now. But let's dive into some things here. So uh, financial and real estate firms, uh, like a company called Smart Asset, use beer as a way to draw uh, young visitors to their sites. We've been doing this for a long time. We got this from AmericanCraftBeer.com. And um, they started in 2015 with ranking the best beer cities. 
Now, a couple of weeks ago, they released the 2022 rankings, which appraised 393 U.S. cities for their beerness. They used data derived from rate beer. They started by calculating the total number of breweries and brew pubs in a city per 100,000 residents. But after that, it's a little skewed. It's a little weird. They introduced the average number of beers produced by each brewery. And again, this data is input from rate beer users, not the actual brewery. So it's a bit subjective. Um, it's a little, you know, it's a little off the wall. So I I don't know how much I would necessarily, um, give the accuracy to this. And then they, uh, they take into the account the average price for a pint. And it is, uh, when you hear this, it's just unbelievable. All right. So, um, here are the 10 best cities according to, um, according to this, 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 uh, firm smart asset. This is their 10 best cities. In 2022, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is number one. Bend, Oregon is number two. All right, I'll I'll get Bend, Oregon. Pittsburgh, yes, there's some good breweries. I don't necessarily know if it's number one, right? Um, Number three, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Number four is uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Then you have Asheville, North Carolina, number five. Cincinnati, Ohio, number, uh, number six. Number seven is New Orleans, Louisiana. Eight is Fort Collins, Colorado. Makes sense. Number nine, Austin, Texas. And then number 10, Missoula, Montana. So I'm not adverse to maybe Pittsburgh is number one. Might be the one that gives me a little question mark. But all right, 10 best cities. The key findings in the study Chicago reigns supreme with the most breweries. Um, Apparently, 101 breweries. But that's, again, this is where it's flawed. There are more than, in, in Denver alone, there's 400 something breweries. In New York, there's almost 500. So that's a little weird. Um, the top three beer-drinking cities apparently held their ground. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Bend, Oregon, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin, holding their spots in the year rankings. Now, the study's average price per pint, $4.68. Among the top ten cities, eight of them charge drinkers less than the study average. Now, that's interesting. But what are they charging them? For craft beer or for Budweiser? I mean, come on, let's be fair here, right? Now, listen to this. The city with the cheapest price for a cold one? Clifton, New Jersey. Beer lovers can score a cold one for $1.85 in this New York City suburb. Now, there is a brewery in Clifton. Uh, it's Ghost Talk Brewing. They don't charge $1.85 uh, for a beer. Okay? Bolero Snort, one town over. Carlstadt, they don't charge $1.85 for a beer. I don't know where they're coming up with this. The $1.85 for a beer has got to be a Pabst Blue Ribbon or a Coors Light or, you know, at some bar where they're doing running a special for the game. Uh, that's why I think this whole thing is skewed. I, I'm almost sorry I even gave them attention, uh, but you know it, it needs to be said. I mean, this is th- this is the dumbest, one of the dumbest studies I've ever read. Total clickbait. I would advise you not to even if you find it, don't click on it. I'm doing a public service here uh, by telling you uh, not to do that. Um, a couple of other, uh, one other big beer story we should get to uh, before we have to take a break. So, what is beer, right? Uh, defined as early as the year 1516 in Bavaria's uh, uh, Reinhardsgebot, uh, I always get that wrong, the famous purity law which classified it as a beverage produced solely from water, barley, and yeast. Uh, but the definition of what a beer is has certainly evolved over the years. Um, you've got craft beer, you've got all kinds of other stuff. Now you have hard seltzer, right? So Anheuser-Busch InBev uh, has been uh, with an ongoing legal battle with Constellation Brands. Um, to distribute Corona beer in the, produce and distribute Corona beer in the U.S. 
Grupo Modelo, which is owned by AB InBev, brews Corona for every country in the world but the United States. Uh, bowing U.S. trade regulators and demands, the world's biggest beer company was forced to sell the U.S. rights to Constellation Brands when it bought the remainder of Mexico's Modelo Group back in 2013. Constellation then introduced Corona Hard Seltzer. And now AB InBev went after Constellation saying, um, it, it, basically, uh, it, you, can't, you can't call it beer. So the majority of hard seltzers, if you don't know, are produced from either a brewed malt, clear malt, or brewed sugar, where 100% of the fermentables are derived from non-malt sugar uh, with carbonated water and added flavor. Under Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau regulations, both malt and sugar-based hard seltzers are considered beer under the law. This is so they can tax you, right? Um, so um, AB InBev was back in the New York court a couple of weeks ago pleading that Constellation's hard seltzer is a malt-free, no-hops-flavored drink emulating vodka and soda, and that it is not beer under the terms of the 2013 licensing agreement. U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan said that AB InBev's interpretation of the agreement would be at at least a reasonable reading and refused to throw out AB InBev's plea as Constellation had requested. They wanted Constellation wanted it thrown out of court. On December 14th, Kaplan determined that Modelo's argument may be stronger but that the agreement's definition of beer was still too ambiguous. Modelo has more dictionaries on its side of this debate over the meaning of beer than does CBI. But the fact remains that dictionaries, however important, do not resolve this case. So now this case is going to go into the hands of a jury to ultimately decide whether hard seltzer might legitimately be considered beer. And that could change a lot of things. So we will keep you updated on that. If if something you know breaks on that, we will certainly let you know uh, via social media, and then obviously we will let you know on this show. A couple other quick things before we take a break. Six years, uh, Icarus Brewing is celebrating their sixth anniversary weekend. That's coming up next weekend, the weekend of January the 13th, 14th, and 15th. All kinds of crazy bottle releases. I'm hoping to get over there at some point uh, next weekend uh, to, to, you know, to, to join in the festivities. Saturday, March 4th, Big Brew, New Jersey, um, Morristown Armory. I will be there. I'm not sure what session I'm going to yet. I'm probably going to go to the later session, but we will see on that one. That is Saturday, March 4th. BigBrewNJ.com for tickets. I will be at the Bruzology Beer Fest at the Liberty Science Center. That's on Saturday, February 11th. I uh, bought tickets for the VIP session. I'll be there from 7 to 11 p.m. Tons of great breweries going to be there. Eventbrite. Do a search for Bruzology uh, for tickets there. And, of course, Saturday, February 25th, the New York City Brewers Guild the kickoff to New York City Beer Week, that takes place Saturday, February 25th. It runs through Sunday, March 5th. They have not announced the venue yet, but they are brewing a collaboration with Other Half, which is really cool. So that is uh, very exciting, and I will certainly be at that event, much to the chagrin of my wife, um, because it is our anniversary weekend, our wedding anniversary weekend, but that's on Sunday. So we'll do something around that. Now, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world. We're going to update you on a lot of different things. And then, of course, Steve Gonzalez from Stone Brewing is going to join me a little bit later on on the program. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Right on time. Here goes 
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, the legend, Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band, the fire down below. That Detroit rock is just unbelievable. And I am so fortunate that I got a chance to see Bob Seeger uh, on his final tour, his farewell tour, uh, a couple years ago. Was it 2019? I think it was 2019 because it was before the pandemic. And um, it was October of 2019. Got to see him in Madison Square Garden. Tremendous show. Uh, unbelievable uh, performance, and I didn't even stay for the whole thing. I had to come to work the next day, so I couldn't stay late, but uh, boy, I'll tell you, he is he is just amazing, and it's a shame that he has, um, he's retired and he's not touring anymore. That's it. He's done. After Alto Reed passed away, um, he said, that's it. There's no way I'm coming out of retirement. I'm done. So there you go. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, Steve Gonzalez, the Senior Manager for Brewing and Innovation, Small Batch Brewing at Stone Brewing, is going to join me. Lots of good stuff to talk to Steve about, including their new Small Batch series and a lot more. Uh, we did that a couple weeks ago. That happens just about 10 minutes from now. Next On next week's program, let you know, um, Vic Sabalo, who is a part of Brewery Strong, they're doing a, uh, or we did a collaboration beer, because I am a part of Brewery Strong, brewerystrong.org for more information. And they did a, we did a collaboration beer with Battle River Brewing down in Tom's River. The event is the week after next. I won't be there because I'll be on vacation. Uh, but it is, uh, uh, I believe it, I think he said it was a rye IPA, but we'll, we'll talk to Vic, uh, actually from Paragon Tap and Table, where we're doing another Brewery Strong event, um, this coming Thursday. We'd love for you to come out, uh, and learn more about Brewery Strong. It's also a New Jersey craft beer night, uh, a lot of New Jersey craft beers as well as the New Jersey craft beer club, um, Come on, come on by. A dollar of every pint that you buy at Paragon Tap and Table that night goes uh, of a New Jersey brewery goes directly to Brewery Strong. Help us out. We're trying to raise uh, a nice chunk of money this year to further education in brewing. And if you come down to Paragon Tap and Table, I'll tell you more about it. And there you go. All right, let's dive into some more news and notes here. Lions Roar Brewing. That's right. Uh, the the um, uh, Tim and Corinne up in Westfield, New Jersey, uh, one town over from me. They are celebrating their second anniversary come February 4th from noon to 10 p.m. Uh, live music all day, giveaway, special beer releases. They're going to have uh, four different artists that will be playing uh, about 90 minutes each, um, uh, starting at 1 o'clock. There's no cover. Seating is first come, first serve. Uh, 21 and older after 5 p.m. If you have kids, obviously, you can bring them earlier in the day. Um, indoor and outdoor seating. Uh, the outdoor seating does have heaters. Uh, music will be inside, but wired to the outside speakers as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, you can get over there. I have to get back there. It's been quite some time since I've been to Lion's Roar, and I've got to make a trip over there. Uh, you know, not only to say hello to Tim and Corinne, but also uh, have a couple of their beers. I might try and uh, stop by here. Uh, at this event for their second anniversary. It's a great little place, and they are making some really good beer. Another brewery that's doing an anniversary, Three's Brewing in Brooklyn. Uh, Thursday, uh, January 19th, uh, join them in Gowanus for their eighth anniversary. Celebrate the release of their latest limited edition lager. Um, there'll be some more details about the beer if we get that to you next week. Uh, we will uh, try and pass that along to you, but Three's Brewing celebrating eight years as a brewery. And coming up February 18th, Welcome to the dark side of beer, as Zigmeister is having their Stout Fest. It's back February 18th, better than ever. They're tapping over 50 varieties of stouts throughout the day. It's an event you don't want to miss. Um, they will be releasing the tap list later this month. Um, they want to make sure that you mark your calendar, so tag your friends to this event uh, and head over to Hackettstown on February 18th for Zigmeister's. Uh, Stout Fest, which is pretty cool. I mean, think about that. 50 varieties of stouts. 
pretty cool. And Zig makes some really, really good stouts. Um, for the first time in its 150-year history, Cybel Institute of Technology, considered by many to be the best brewing school in the world, has released a specially formulated open-source beer recipe for professionals and home brewers to recreate. This is the classic American-style Pilsner, uh, featured in this recipe, dates to before Prohibition. And its roots are entwined within the roots of the school itself. Dr. J.E. Seibel was a pioneer in the evolution of the style, which uses malted barley, corn, and both domestic and imported hop varieties to create a smooth and easy-drinking lager beer. The recipe was selected after taste testing by almost 300 participants in blind tasting panels conducted at breweries in Chicago and at Seibel itself. The official name of the beer is J.E. Seibel 150 Classic American Pilsner, named for the legendary German immigrant who established this historic brewing institute in Chicago in 1872. So that's cool. So that's a it's an open source beer recipe. You can go right online um, to the Cyber Institute of Technology, get the recipe, make it yourself, or if you're a brewery, you can make it uh, and market it as well. That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, our friends from Stone Brewing have also announced their 2023 lineup of fan favorite limited time re- uh, returns. Uh, so here's the um, here's the lineup. Here's what's going to happen. Stone Renation IPA, the original edition, is back, bringing the bitterness starting uh, this month in January. The first year-round brewed and bottled double IPA on the planet. They are thrilled to rebrew this liquid poem to the glory of the hops. Stone Down Understruck IPA, uh, they say, is their most popular anniversary IPA ever. First released for their 19th anniversary back in 2015. Originally called Stone Thunderstruck IPA, it's coming back with an updated name, but the same beer brewed with all Australian hops. You'll be seeing that one starting in May. Then Stone Imperial Notorious POG, an amped-up version of their legendary Berlin Iron Vice, inspired by Hawaiian poke juice and brewed with passion fruit, orange, and guava. That hits the shelves at the end of June. And then finally, Stone Zoka Vesa makes its glorious return. This Imperial Stout, inspired by Mexican hot chocolate, took a year off in 2022. Uh, as we went with a fan-voted Stone Imperial Stout for their holiday release, you'll be able to get your hands on a fresh, fresh batch of Zoka Vesa. Uh, starting in October. That's a great beer. I like that Mexican stout. That's that's really good stuff. No no offense to Stone Imperial Stout. Good beer as well. But I do like Zoca Vesa. I like the little bit of heat on that beer. That is uh, a delicious beer. So you'll be able to get that in October. So again, um, Stone Renation IPA is out this month. Down Understruck will be coming out in May. Uh, Imperial, Imperial Notorious POG hits the shelves in, at the end of June. And then Stone Zoca Vesa comes back in October. And then finally, of course, Atlantic City Beer Music Festival. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about it for a long time. Tickets are on sale right now till the end of the month. The cheapest you can get them, 60 bucks plus tax and fees. In fact, I got them for even cheaper. They ran a little special before the holidays. I bought two tickets for my friends who have never been to the event. They'll be coming. June 3rd and 4th, Bader Field, presented by Ocean Casino Resort. Again, 60 bucks tax and fees for the tickets for just for the beer. Hopstrot 5K Beer and Fun Run. 99 bucks plus tax and fees. All of the other tickets go on sale February 1st uh, after they announce the headlining bands. General admission will go up to 70, VIP 149. All of these have taxes and fees on them as well. Hops Trot price goes up to 110. Group sales goes to $62 plus tax for parties larger than 10. Jitney packages, all kinds of good stuff. That all goes on sale on February 1st. The fees will continue to go up. The longer you wait, the more money you're going to pay. Not a smart move. Also, the folks at Good Time Tricycle Productions who put on great events all throughout Atlantic City, 
They're doing a cigar event in May. Now, John Henderson has not really released a lot of details about this yet. Uh, I've marked off the page. I've done uh, you know, done my due diligence. It looks like it's going to be a, a, a limited event, 300 people. Uh, there's going to be food. There's going to be great beers. I don't know about cocktails, um, uh, but I would imagine there would be, and cigars. Now, it's in May, and I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers that it is not the same weekend uh, as uh, Beer Bacon Barbecue, uh, because if it's not, then I think I am definitely going to make a plan to be down there. I love cigars. I love good beers. Uh, this sounds like a wheelhouse event for me, um, and since it's limited to 300 people, even better. Um, I have to find the site that um, that John put it on. I'm just trying to, you know, give me give me a second, because let's see if it'll pop up here uh no let's see um let's see if i do a search for good time yeah there we go all right so let's see if he's got it here which he probably does on his um no he doesn't why not wow that's weird oh okay the atlantic city cigar social it's actually limited to 400 people accigarsocial.com uh for more information uh, there really isn't that much updated yet. He said spring 2023, uh, but uh, we're looking probably uh, sometime in May. So that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm hoping to get down there if it's not the same weekend as uh, Beer, Bacon, Barbecue, because if it is, I'm going to judge at that event. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it. So we will see what happens. Now, when we come back after a short break, Steve Gonzalez, he's the Senior Manager for Brewing, Innovation, and Small Batch Brewing at Stone Brewing, is going to join me. Uh, we're going to have a great discussion all about the small batch beers that Stone is doing, and some other stuff as well coming up in the near future. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. you power into an interview, especially when it comes to the new year. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. A little Bush and everything's in from 16 Stone. They're actually, if I'm not mistaken, Bush is touring again, and uh, I think they're playing Atlantic City. I think that's the closest they're going to be uh, in the tri-state area. Check them out if you haven't checked them out. You certainly should. Uh, we're back here on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash AG Craft Beer Casts. We're all over uh, the interwebs on iTunes and Google Podcasts and all that good stuff. Check it out there. Odyssey, iHeart, uh, Alexa, as well as the Hopped Up Network. Head over to the hoppedupnetwork.com. A couple minutes after the live show ends, you can download the podcast version of the show and listen to it whenever you want, wherever you want. Now, my next guest is the Senior Manager for Brewing and Innovation and Small Batch Brewing for one of the biggest craft breweries in the United States. You've seen the gargoyle on tap in so many bars across the U.S., and these small batch beers are one-offs. They're released periodically. Once they sell out, that's it. Now, if you live in certain parts of the United States, you can actually have them shipped direct to you. For the rest of us, though, you got to head to San Diego, not a bad place to vacation, and head over to uh, to Stone Brewing. Uh, for more info on the brewery, just head over to the website, stonebrewing.com. Uh, let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer for the First Time, Steve Gonzalez. Steve, how are you? I'm great, Al. 
Hi, uh, everybody. Uh, listen, so what goes into the process, Steve, of selecting what style will become the next one-batch beer? Uh, it, it's pretty, it's fairly organic. Uh, you know, we, we brew all kinds of different stuff. Uh, and right now we have a, a shadow program where some, some brewers get to brew with me, you know, stone employees for a week. And, uh, one of the beers that, uh, we, we developed in that program was a, uh, a peppermint bark Imperial stout. I'm kind of hoping that reaches, that becomes a one batch dispatch, nice. uh, we another example is you know we we got some uh, motueka hops from New Zealand that just kind of blew our minds and we changed that recipe around a little bit and made a, a single hop IPA out of it with the, with that same lot uh, and called that motueka madness and released that that was probably my favorite beer that we made last year it was amazing. So that's cool. So you you have a you sort of have a plan going in, but then sometimes there's a little bit of a monkey wrench that can throw throw you off a little bit. You get something that comes in and say, oh, "All right, you know, we're going to do this, but let's let's kind of switch it to this and 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 this is how the beer comes out." That's cool. Now, who comes up with the names for the one batch series? Uh, primarily our marketing team. Okay. Uh, some of them some of them come from us. You know, uh, I I made a beer called uh, Violetta Iris, which was named after my mother in law and. Her name is really cool. Um, that's her name, and uh, that was a tribute to her. And they let me they let me keep that name. Uh, but if it's if it's not the right fit, you know, we had we have one beer coming out next year uh, that was called "Can I Get a Drink Runner, Please," which was created by our front of house team. That's and cool. That's gonna. That's going to be a one batch dispatch, but the uh, that name was we couldn't use that name. So uh, we had it, so. <laughs> that's Hucky cool. Hucky Fuzzer, okay. Yeah, Hucky Fuzzer, I think it's going to be called. Right. All right. There you go. Uh, we're talking with Steve Gonzalez, the senior manager for brewing and innovation and small batch brewing uh, over at Stone Brewing. For more info on the brewery, just go to their website, stonebrewing.com. We're here on the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. So, how has the response been to the beer, Steve? It's been good. I mean, they, they, they do, we, we kind of track, we track our in-house sales. Uh, one of my colleagues does that. Uh, he's, he's kind of part of the front of house team. And so he, he watches all the beers uh, that we sell and, and he, you know, ranks everything in terms of sales. And, and uh, every time they're released here internally, they hit the top three uh, in both, on-premise and off-premise, meaning, you know, if people drink them at the bar or take them home, they, 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 they're some of our top beers. So, you know, they don't last very long, like you said earlier. Right. Uh, and the, 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 uh, the direct-to-consumer market's really good with it, too. They, they generally don't last more than four or five weeks. That's good. Hey, yeah. That's that's pretty good. It's uh, I, clearly people want new and different things, you know, on a weekly basis or you know every couple of week basis, which is really cool. And that's always a good thing. And as a you know, as as somebody who's involved in the brewing process, that's got to be great when you know that you do something and it sort of knocks it out of the park right away, which is awesome. Now I want to head over to the Stone Delicious mixed uh, pack that was just released a few weeks ago. What has made the Stone Delicious IPA so popular, in your opinion? I really, truly think it's a trifecta. It's it's my favorite of our core beers. Uh, I really love that really lemony, 
really kind of uh, herbal quality that it has, and it's just it's full bodied. It probably pairs better with food than any other beer we make. Uh, and then it's got a cool name. It's got a cool label. You know, I, I think I think it's eye catching, and then people taste. You know, that that draws people in to taste it, but right. the, the, the the taste keeps them coming back. I think. I I, I agree with you 100 percent because you know I'm a sucker for labels when I'm walking through a liquor store or you know wherever it is. If I see a label that I really like, it's my first impulse to want to buy it, unless I look at you know I look at it a little more closely and say, all right, this isn't a particular style that I care for or whatever. But but label is definitely something that catches my eye. If it catches my eye, I'm probably going to buy it and I'm probably going to try it. We're talking with Steve Gonzalez, the Senior Manager for Brewing and Innovation in Small Batch Brewing at Stone Brewing. For more info on the brewery, just go to the website, stonebrewing.com. Now, in a couple of states, you can actually get the beer shipped directly to you. I believe it's California, Virginia, um, Ohio, and I'm trying to think of the fourth one, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there are four states that Stone will ship to, uh, and you can get your beer directly from them, especially in the state of California. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Steve, what are talus hops? I've not heard of them being used in beer before. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was pretty obsessed with talus hops a couple years ago, and uh, there wasn't a lot of them available. It started life as... Uh, hop breeding company 692 uh, so the 692nd hop that they uh, they they propagated uh, it is kind of a sister hop to sabro okay a lot of the same genetics and i first had talus when it was 692 and and sabro was 438 in an experimental beer uh, up in washington state and so Sabro's got this really coconutty flavor, and then the the talus adds this like orangey and and a little bit of like kind of woody taste. Mm-hmm. And people were trying to replicate uh, a, a rum punch with those two hops, and I did that trick myself. Right. I, I really enjoyed it, uh, but I. I, I really found that both Sabro and Talus are really good as, as blenders. You know, they're not really – I don't like them personally on their own, but it, they, they, play with, they play very, very nicely with others. Okay. So, then that, so now I have the explanation there. So uh, like more like a rum punch. I like that. Now, any thoughts uh, about doing uh, gluten-free beers instead of gluten-reduced? I noticed that a lot of the advertising now when Stone sends out – uh, if a beer is gluten-reduced, they really make an impact to let you know that it's gluten-reduced. But any thoughts about doing a, a gluten-free beer on its own, or, do, or you know, is your equipment not really set up for that because you need to have it uh, in a separate area, sort of, uh, you know, tucked away from everybody else? Yeah, it is possible. You you know, we we first experimented with it. I've been here 10 years, and, and uh, we had done some sorghum beers the, the year before I, uh, I started working here. Uh, these days, you know, there's there's uh, quite a bit of salted oats in both of the delicious line extensions, the the, um, the uh, delicious citrus and delicious double IPAs. Right. And I, I'm a big fan of that ingredient. You could use um, pretty much 100% malted oats. But, uh, you know, we just haven't, we haven't gone down that road yet. But it is possible for okay. sure. All right. And uh, last question for me, Steve. If you had to pick one beer to drink out of the current beers from the small batch brewing that you've brewed, which one would it be? Uh, <laughs> I've got one called Lemon Shark that uh, I think might be a contender for our, our next anniversary beer. Um, 
I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about that. Yet. Okay. I, I think I think it's I think it might it might become our our next anniversary beer because it is really really cool and it's uh, got some New Zealand hops and and some of the some of the tricks I've I've learned to make really really smooth IPAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I incorporated into that one. I'm I'm really happy with that beer. That's cool. So that's the one you go if you're reaching into the fridge. That's the one you're going back to over and over. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, I I can't drink it too often because it's a big beer. Right. Uh, right. Not not the same level as uh, as uh, delicious double IPA, but it's it's. Uh, I don't generally drink too many eight plus percent alcohol beers i can have like one you know <laughs> there you go otherwise well, unless unless you're home and you're like all right maybe I'll, I'll squeeze in one more or two more uh you know before i retire for the <laughs> night but i totally get that my guest has been steve gonzalez he's the senior manager for brewing and innovation and small batch brewing over at stone brewing for more info on the brewery just go to their website stonebrewing.com and if you're in san diego you have to make a stop uh, to the mecca of of craft beer in in San Diego, it, it is beautiful. Their locations at Liberty Station Escondido, they're just wonderful. Definitely check them out. And sometimes you can get beers there that they don't necessarily have elsewhere. So that's a, always a cool thing. Steve, thanks so much for joining me on the program tonight. Look for, uh, very forward to speaking with you again very soon. A lot of fun, Al. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast right here on AM 970. The answer. I just wanted to let the Hall of Notes go a little bit. You make my dreams come true. Although you've certainly, if you've listened to this program before, you've heard me uh, say how I have uh, been to see Hall of Notes in concert over the last several years, and um, Daryl Hall not as good anymore in terms of uh, vocals. I, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, he's lost a little bit off the fastball. And again, I'll leave it at that. Real quick, before we do dive into Suds and Duds, which is our final, seg- as always, the final segment that uh, closes off the program, uh, our good friends from Weyerbacher, they're officially back. Their grand opening party is coming up this coming week, uh, Thursday, January 12th through the 15th, a four-day party uh, featuring a bunch of food trucks. There's going to be music, new, a brand-new Weyerbacher release. Uh, there's going to be new Weyerbacher swag. A lot more to be announced. Just file, uh, follow uh, Weyerbacher Brewing on their um, social media pages. It's great to see that this brewery is back up and running and in operation again um, and that they've retained, uh, you know, the staff that was making beer all along. And, uh, you know, it's just good things. You know, it's a shame when businesses go under, but it's great when um, a business sort of survives and a new owner comes in to revive it. 
and maybe bring it back to, I don't want to say former glory. I mean, but, you know, let's not let it close. Easton, Pennsylvania, uh, great little town right over the border, uh, right over Route 78. And, um, you know, listen, it was in dire straits for a long time, and it is starting to come back, and it's a nice little place to visit aside from the Crayola factory over there. Uh, if you have young kids and you want to do something for the day, there's some good stuff over there, and it's nice to see that Weyerbacher is uh, back in business. So kudos um, to the folks at Weyerbacher. Have a great grand opening celebration, and now I know that I can get over there at some point uh, and have a couple of beers and check out what they've done with the place because they've redone the entire place too, which is really cool. All right, so let's dive into Suds and Duds, a whole bunch of different beers. Mean Old Tom by Main Beer Company. This is... Uh, a beer that I've had before. I saw it at uh, Nosvino uh, Liquor Store in uh, Westfield, New Jersey, in the bottle. I had to pick it up. Um, it's such a great beer. Nice hit of vanilla on this, but just a delicious, delicious stout. Nothing too crazy about it. Not adjuncting, not a pastry stout by any stretch of the imagination. Just a really, really nice, um, I want to say simple, but it's you know it's a little bit more complex than that. But just a really, really good stout. Uh, for a cold night. Uh, Brew Jersey is available at a bunch of different breweries in and around New Jersey. This is uh, um, uh, Icarus put out a, uh, a recipe that um, they wanted everybody to sort of jump in um, and make and do their own version of it. Wet Ticket has done theirs. Great tropical flavor on this. Digging the juicy for a great cause. Uh, you know, Brew Jersey. Um, this is to fight the legislation that's going on or the rules that were enacted by the ABC to hopefully get legislation that will change things. I've heard rumblings from a number of different areas. Uh, the governor is talking about revamping the entire uh, liquor license uh, situation. You can't do that with one felt swoop. This should be done incrementally. This is not something that should be done um, you know, uh, with, a, with a broadsword. It needs to be done with a bit of a scalpel first and then work your way through. Um, so I'm hoping that lawmakers can... Uh, get something together and get this thing fixed uh, in the first half of this new year. It is going on far too long. These businesses are hurting. Uh, there needs to be some change. And um, hopefully uh, for the better uh, for the local breweries in New Jersey. But if you see Brew Jersey, I know um, Jersey Girl Brewing uh, put it out. Uh, there's, a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of different places uh, that have it out right now. Uh, if you see it, buy it. Carton has one. Uh, you know, buy it. It's supporting. There's a, a portion of the proceeds are supporting uh, the Brewers Guild and the legislation, which is important. Um, Paragon Tap and Table did a uh, a tap takeover uh, a few weeks back. Why was I there that night? I'm trying to remember. You know what? I cannot remember why I was at Paragon that night. Oh, it was Christmas. It was a Christmas celebration. Oh, God. My, my brain is... Uh, <laughs> my brain is starting to go anyway. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't remember why I was at Paragon on a Thursday night. Like, stupid me, because I don't really go out and drink that much during the week anymore. I save the drinking for the weekends, but oh, my goodness gracious. Anyway, <laughs> so they were having their Christmas celebration. They were having some Christmas beers on tap, different things. So started over the Cats Are People too by Finback. Great way to start off the night. Nice and juicy. Really, really tasty beer. Um, uh, it was fantastic. I love Finback. I love the, the beers that they make. Uh, they really do a nice job. And then, you know, this is one of those beers from Sierra Nevada that it's seasonal. It only comes around, you know, fall slash sort of winter. The Celebration Fresh Hop IPA, when it's on tap, you got to get it because it's only on for a certain amount of time. 
And, and then it's no, it, it, I shouldn't say it's no good, but, you know, really it's past its date. It's a classic. It's always delicious. That really, you know, that West Coast IPA, fresh hopped. It's exactly what you want out of an IPA, a traditional IPA. And Sierra Nevada, you know, the OG folks. So, I mean, uh, the good, good, good stuff. Equilibrium makes some great beers as well. Moon of Vega Batch 2, uh, this was a banging beer and a suggestion uh, from Keith, um, who works at Paragon, who's the bar manager there. And, uh, boy, what a suggestion. That was fantastic. Uh, he said it as soon as I walked in. I said, okay, I got to get it. That's my next one. So, boom. Um, then he turned me on to Foam Brewers, um, the fruit that ate itself. Now, this is the second beer that I've had from Foam. Two for two. Who needs adjuncts and nonsense in a beer? Simple, delicious, just what it should be. Just enough haze, just enough juice, nothing crazy. That's a great beer. Foam Brewing uh, Brewers does a fantastic job. Um, I, I really need to make a plan to go to Vermont at some point and uh, start hitting some of these places. Uh, of course, no night would be complete without a Christmas ale. Uh, the 2021 version by, by Browery St. Bernardus. What a great nightcap. You know, belgian that fruit, that sort of um, acidic sort of, you know, that, that spice uh, that you want out of a beer. Just a great beer. St. Bernardus is just, you know, again, legend, you know, classic. That's just exactly what you want. So it's fantastic beer. Uh, then I had uh, Trogues Dreamweaver. This was part of a package that Trogues sent me. By the way, uh, to Trogues, uh, thank you for the beers. And the little um, uh, winter package came with a nice wool hat and, um, and a, uh, a cup. Uh, that I guess you could put beer in it, but I put coffee in it, and um, it's it's just a great little mug, holds 12 ounces of coffee. They sent me something similar last year, which was great. Uh, just a fantastic job. Delicious, light, crushable, the Dreamweaver, great wheat beer, unfiltered, perfect. A perfect beer to, to kick off a night. Um, as simple as Nightfall. Now, this is a collab by The Seed and Human Robot. Roasty, creamy, uh, a dark lager, really Really delicious. I mean, just, you know, off the chain. Um, you know, again, Seed makes great beer. In fact, they did a, um, I don't want to say it's a bottle club because it's really not, but they wanted to get uh, some people to come in and, um, you know, like join a membership kind of thing, a beer club kind of thing. Um, for 300 bucks, they sold it out in, in no time. Um, specialty bottles, you know, releases, this and that. I was going to jump in, but I realized, you know, the guys are in Atlantic City. Am I really wanting to make a trek? You know, consistently, I, I don't know. That's one of those things where I kind of, I have to weigh it out. The seed is a treat for me when I go to Atlantic City. It's nice to have this great brewery in the heart of Atlantic City. Um, and it would be good if other, you know, maybe another brewery or two would kind of open up in Atlantic City. That would be kind of cool. Well, we'll see what happens. But this is a great, this is a great lager. The seed does not make a bad beer, ladies and gentlemen. They really don't. And if you have a chance, if you're down in Atlantic City, go check them out. I think they're open Thursday through Sunday. It's a fantastic little place. Definitely check it out. Uh, Med Elf, of course, again, another one of those OGs from Trogues. It's a Christmas Eve tradition. I've had this beer every every year for the last couple of years. Um, as my wife said, liquid Robitussin. Yeah, it is. It, but it, it's going to, whatever ails you, it'll cure you. Uh, it's a great beer. It's just, a, it's one of those, you pop it, you let it sit, you, you take some sips, you let it warm up uh, through the evening. It's a fantastic beer. Delicious. Um the the ladies from uh, Crack One at the Summit, um, Kim and Colleen, gave me this one. Slip by Two Tides. This is from Kim because she's uh, down in the Atlanta area every once in a while. What a for, And I have to say this. For a Goza, it was intense. The sourness hits the tongue with a bang. Wasn't expecting that. 
This is very, very good. I had let this sit for a while because I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not. And finally, I said, you know what? Let me just crack this because this, I'm dying for something, you know, uh, for, for a goza, something a little salty and, and whatever. The sourness was perfect, but I was not expecting that hard hit uh, right off the palate. That was really good. I enjoyed that. Thanks, uh, Kim and uh, Colleen. Blizzard of Hops by Trogues, another solid beer, solid winter IPA uh, by these guys. They don't do wrong. Uh, again, it's one of those things where I've got to get to Trogues at some point, and I'm going to make that a pilgrimage. Maybe my wife and I will go for, um, I don't know, for a day trip. Maybe a day trip. Why not? It's a bit of a ride, but we'll do it. And then uh, Monkey Bread or Monkey Bread Deliveries uh, by Bolero Snort. A forgotten beer in the back of my fridge. I had no idea that this was back there, and it was sitting for almost a year. Every single flavor is still there. Cinnamon, caramel, delicious. Uh, Bolero's having their big anniversary party uh, coming up uh, this week, 10 years. Uh, It's going to be great. Uh, Hopefully I can get over there. I'm not really sure if I can. Uh, I'd like to try and get to that. I'd like to try and get to Icarus. We will see. They're in two opposite directions. I, I, I really don't know. Now, my thanks to everyone involved in the show, including my guest, Steve Gonzalez, the Senior Manager for Brewing and Innovation and Small Batch Brewing at Stone Brewing. Last but not least, the great buddy Watson. I'm back on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. Join us this Thursday, Paragon Tap and Table, Brewery Strong. Uh, a dollar of every pint of Jersey beer that you buy goes directly to Brewery Strong. I hope to see many of you there this coming Thursday, the 12th. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.